Hello and welcome to Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative team. Hi, I am Becky Parker-Geist and I'm your host. host of the Audiobook Connection podcast, behind the scenes with the creative team. And I'm also president of the Area Independent Publishers Association and the CEO of Pro Audio Voices, providing audiobook production, distribution, marketing, and podcasting services. And today I have with me Jim Parker, who is the CEO of Riverview Studios, a film media company in New Jersey, who also just happens to be my brother. And Terrell, who is the owner of Once Upon a Dance and the author of the Once Upon a Dance series of books for young readers and dancers. So Jim, Terrell, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah. Well, tell our listeners a little bit about why we happen to be together in this particular grouping. And so at Pro Audio Voices, we produced Terrell's, a couple of Terrell's audiobooks, Sora Searches for a Song and Frankie's Wish, then wanted to uh, move into the video aspect. And so Jim and Riverview Studios helped take us from the audiobook completion into the video world. And we'll talk more about what that, what specifically we did and dive into that a lot deeper. But Terrell, tell us a little bit about what your background is and what got you started writing your book series. So I was a dance teacher before COVID and we started making things for the kids stuck at home and wanted to get them out there. So we used a lot of different illustrators and I wanted every book to have its own feel like a dance performance would with different backdrops and costumes and choreography and story and all of that and characters as well. And so the bulk of our stories and books are part of the Dance It Out series. They're like dance along one acts for kids. And they're super fun. And I looked for this stuff when I started teaching dance. And even as a young mom, like I, I, we would have loved these. It just would have been our favorite things to do. And yeah, and it's a passion project. We donate all of our royalties to nonprofit partners. And they're really beautiful. And I get to work with my daughter on them. She's featured on every page as a movement muse and inspiration. And there are photographs of her and some suggestions for our movements. Or you can just read the story and, and use your own imagination. You don't really need her at all, but, but she's there. It's kind of a go, yay, let's get yeah. active and let's get moving. <laughs> yeah, I get, uh, they really are wonderful books, really delightful. And um, that we're excited to be collaborating with you on those. And I also just have to say, because I also have the opportunity to work with my daughter on our audiobook work and what fun that is. It really is. really is fun. And Jim, tell us a little bit about your world, Riverview Studios, and what's, what's most exciting for you in your film and video work. And do we even call it film or video? I, I got lost somewhere along the way of those terms. Somebody's used the term digital media, and I guess that's the current term. Yeah, it was film. Now it's not, it's grown, it's changed, but you know what? It's really cool that in, at least in my line of work, it's a constant state of evolution and a constant state of learning new technologies and new codecs and new things. It's a never ending learning process. It's very cool. And so, yeah, so I, I produce documentary films. We produce television programs public affairs programs for public television, all kinds of interesting things. And in the process, I get to learn a little bit about everybody else's world and working with 
medical equipment companies that make life-saving devices and artificial skin and it helps people to heal. It's, it's just so cool. They've got the best job in the world. Awesome. I love that. All right. Well, and so we came together with this idea of what we were going to create in the video world. And I remember, Terrell, when we first started early on, I think it was our very first conversation, you had mentioned that you were interested in some live action video. And we got through that audiobook process and then sort of came back to that conversation about what was it that we really wanted? What was the vision for this project? Would you like to talk about a little bit about that visioning process from your perspective? Well, A, I say this is one of the, the craziest things I've ever done because my daughter and I flew out there kind of on a last minute whim. <laughs> <laughs> and then we picked up this other dancer at 10 o'clock at night in an alley somewhere and she didn't know <laughs> us and she got in our Uber. And then I found out, and then I found out she was only 18. And I was like, oh, like, is this okay? Does your mom know? Anyway, it was just a lot like for jumping on, but it was so fun. Yeah. And I love how collaborative everything was. It was always how should we do this? But then giving me information about the best way and suggestions. And what I was, I loved how much kind of you guys coached us in the acting process and how it would come across in camera as well. And we, we tweaked, we made different decisions based on what things look like. So it was very, it was a very <laughs> fluid process. And originally we were going to use some other dancers. And then I found out that my daughter was actually going to be available in the summer when I didn't think she was. We were very fluid just in, in all aspects of everything. I love how they've turned out. I, I didn't have that vision when we started. I was like, I don't know what this would look like, but it was, it's so cool. And I'm just so excited. Yeah. Well, oh, I know great. that. Yeah. And, and I know that when I first saw the illustrations that you had and then talked about the live action video, I immediately had this idea of what that could be, which then I described to Jim. Jim. Why don't you talk about that sort of that early vision process for you? Yeah. And I'm so glad you guys flew out and we had this wonderful opportunity to work together. It was so exciting and so creative. I, I felt like it was a true learning experience and being able to, well, if you come back to your question initially, we, we, this was beautiful artwork. The, the, the books looked really great but they're vertical pages and video tends to be horizontal in nature. So we're thinking, okay, what are we going to do? We were able to utilize some AI technology, which is exciting stuff, scary, but exciting. <laughs> but we used AI to help us to redesign and expand the pages into beautiful backgrounds. And then we decided we were trying to come, my initial idea was to see if we could animate some of the elements on the page to coordinate with the dancers. And so we had a wonderful young editor, Allie, who did a phenomenal job of creating some animations and animating elements on those page to work with the dancers. And it was magical. It was yeah. magical. And it really was. I didn't even know about these things. She sent me the, the proof. And I love that you guys let me uh, also, throughout the audio process, I was able to prove everything. And I had tried a couple other companies before, and that wasn't the experience. It, it was, you know, here's your stuff. And I just love being able to go through it and see if there's anything, little minor changes that I could make in both the audio and the video. 
And so they sent me the video for you to look at. And I didn't even know about this stuff that she was going to add. So I'm just sitting there like, oh my gosh, like, no, you know, these little water things or sparkle, the the sparkles come across and just uh, little frogs jumping here and there. Very cute little animations. Oh my gosh. And I was just like putting there this huge smile on my face watching the video drafts the first time through. Uh, that was really special. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy. I was too. I, I saw the edit coming together and I just had to watch the whole thing. It, it was just very cool. I yeah. enjoyed it. I think we all really enjoyed that whole collaborative aspect, that element of the process overall. Uh, one of the things that you said, Terrell, I wanted to call out about being fluid, about being, because we really, we started off with an idea that in terms of finding dancers, we had an idea that we were trying to move forward with. And it just felt like, nah, that is just not coming together (laughs) the way we intended or imagined. So being able to just work with what was actually happening and with our existing contacts and so wonderful that your daughter was available, that that worked out. Yeah, it makes it, they're a little more special because I was there and got to meet you guys and and see everyone. And we had lunch together. It was just a really hush in your studio. The Riverview Studios is beautiful. It's on this kind of little water river kind of thing. And it's just, you know, there are little boats out there and it was a beautiful day. And it was just, yeah, it's just a magic experience for us. <laughs> so, so I'm glad that worked out. Yeah. And obviously having my daughter and getting to see her and she is beautiful and she's done a lot of, we do photos for every book. So she's actually gotten up pretty good at it. So it's fun to see how she can improv the stories um, really well. That for me was fascinating to watch the girls to tell the story visually in dance as you would read the narrative or as we would play the narrative and they would just act it out and it, and it evolved. It was very cool. Yeah, they both do a much better job than I would even just of coming up with ideas. Those young brains are just constantly firing in different ways to move and interpreting the movements and things like that. Yeah, it's it's pretty, I'm impressed with, with how they can do that. Now, for our listeners, if you could, I would love for you to describe a little bit more, uh, and maybe Jim, you could start out with what setup you created, what was that environment that you created for the live action dancers to come into? So let's start with, what, how did you get that set up? Okay, well, we took the backgrounds that Allie had taken it created using AI to expand them. And there were, there were many choices that she had and she, I know she worked with some various options. And so we basically put on a large screen in the studio, the image of the page. And initially we had the girls dance on the green screen so that they could actually see themselves in the scene. And that worked out initially that I think that was a (laughs) good way to start. Ultimately, we just we didn't even need for them to see the page that they were on, but we could see how it would fit together and we could begin to imagine how the their actions would integrate with the artwork on the page and some of the other, like the frogs and the fish and the oh, the dragonflies. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And that was one of one of the fluid points was they were able to see themselves. And I was actually, I was the one that was like, can we cut the video? Because I saw them looking at, each, at themselves. And that's a very typical dancer thing to do is, right, look right. at yourself in the mirror. And we were able to turn that off but, and, and let, so they wouldn't worry about it. So yeah, again, a fluid bot says as far as what we were doing. Yeah. Uh, it was great. That's great. Uh, Terrell, uh, coming into that space, 
did you have any preconceptions that that then got either I don't know changed in some way? It was nice. I guess yeah, it was nice and it was bigger than I imagined. It was a really big, nice um, green screen, you know, that they could move around on, and then eventually their feet were getting tired, so um, Jim was able to put in some more cushy flooring for them, which was great. Uh, so that worked out really well, and it was it's magic just to see them up there and watch how the background fades away with that green screen and they're just on the pages of my book. It, that was another moment for me. Like, how does that even, I don't even understand how that works. Like they're just, they're dancing on my pages. That is really very cool. Yeah. And, and also it's, I guess I'm surprised how many people were, were in the room, you know, helping uh, somebody would come in and I had a little bit more dance experience. So they were able to give some insight that way. And Allie, of course, had uh, a lot of great insight and Jim was in there. I guess I was surprised by how many people were in the room and how we we all had space for each other. So it's just really nice. And we all, everyone's input was valued and it was just lovely. But I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed the experience. <laughs> and creativity is such a, a team sport. It's, there's so many ideas out there. And I certainly know that I don't own all any of them, but but putting all these minds together and, and all this creativity together, I think the result was speaks for itself. Yeah. yeah. And we yeah, definitely right. have a template now that we can use. A lot of decisions were made and it took a little longer to, to yeah. try some things and decide what worked and what didn't. And But now we have this template and so hopefully we can create smart. Yeah. Now I've seen some photos but our listeners can't look at those right now yeah. even if I were yeah. to uh, point them if to we, them. If we could pop one in right there. Right. So you can see but, yeah, and I could do that on the video of this. But one of the things I wanted to ask about is, so Terrell, as you were watching the dancers, were you mostly focused on looking at the dancers in front of the green screen? Or were you looking at the monitor where you were actually seeing the dancers dancing on your page backdrop? Uh, most of the time, I would, you know, I would flip back and forth a little, but most of the time I would look at them. Yeah. Just, yeah. just watching them and because I knew that Allie had it. She was figuring out and Jim was figuring out the uh, ratios and how much, how big C was and how big they were. They would test how much they were going to jump and how much they were going to move. Sometimes we do a little first draft kind of thing, first take. And so they had that under control. So yeah, I just needed to be, be really focused on them, which was good. That's great. And how long of the, how long a shoot day was it? Not, we were, we had an Uber problem. So I think we got there at nine and then we had a few breaks and we had mm -hmm. a lunch break and a smoothie break and then a dinner break. And then I think we worked until eight or so. Yeah, it wasn't extraordinary long. And, and as production days can be 10 or 12 hours, Don't not always, but it was a comfortable shoot, I think. Yeah, yeah. they were done. They were done <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. So long you can, you can. <laughs> Your muscles get tired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I realized so it was like, you know, putting rubber mats, cushy rubber mats underneath the green screen. So in the space where they were dancing. Yeah. So that their feet would have a little bit of relief. Was Yeah. Yeah. Was Maybe next time I should bring four dancers and give them more of a break. I don't know. I'll bring more <laughs> mats. <laughs> so then once you had completed all that, all the live action shoot, then Jim, your team went into that post-production mm -hmm. process. I just have to, I just have to say some of my favorite things. I love the frog popping up and them dancing as the frogs and their little, all Me the too. little animation just, that went. Just, yeah, there's a little boing. I don't even know how yeah. to describe it, but there's a little boing action and it was very yeah. sweet. Yep. 
And then the dragonflies flying through. I was like, oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even some really nice, subtle, just like slight movement in the background, mm-hmm. like in the trees. That was yeah, so the wind. lovely. Yeah, wrestling. and Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was so thrilled with what Allie was able to do in that edit in terms of animating things that I wouldn't have thought of initially, but she brought some really, her creative mind was working full force, I guess. I will add too that she really, like, there were a couple points where I was watching and I'm like, oh, this is boring. Like, it's too long or whatever it was. Like, what for whatever reason, there was, it, was, it felt like there was down dead time and they were moving but it was like and she filled in those parts those are the parts where you really see some animation come alive and so it's it was almost brilliant in that sense yeah yeah Yeah. she i have to give her a lot of credit for that she put she brought a lot to the project let's pause for a moment we'll be right back looking for a way to bring your children's book to life in an engaging way for young ones At Pro Audio Voices, we bring together decades of experience with audio production, teaching, and parenting to craft a listening experience that will delight children and parents alike. If you're looking for an experienced team to bring your children's book to life in audio, check out ProAudioVoices.com. And then I know that as we were planning for the shoot day, one of the things that we knew we wanted to do in order to have that be the most effective, efficient use of time and to be able to, because there are so many, you have so many books that we really wanted to create as much content as we could overall. So tell us uh, a little bit more about what you did in the studio to accomplish that goal. Yeah. And originally, I know you guys were talking about a bank of movements. So that was something originally so they could repeat the movements here and there, which is not at all what we ended up doing. We ended up doing very story based. They're moving throughout the entire story. You're creating movement constantly. And I, I don't think it would work for a, to take anything from a different story and put it in. I just love the continuity and the, and the way that we did it. So we, we took turn out, we've, Four additional videos that we have yet to produce and animate into a video. So that is in existence. So yeah. <laughs> someday. Cool. You highlighted again the value of and the sort of being fluid with the process and learning in the moment of, oh, it looks like maybe we're not going to do this thing that we planned, but we can do it this way. And that's going to be even better. Yeah. yeah. It's really nice just to have the one like per page, you know, you see them the whole time and it's, so it's consistent dancers and there's not, a, there's no, no edits per page. So that's nice. Yeah. And this, the whole concept of taking this book and turning it into a moving, it was still a book in a mm-hmm. sense, but now it has movement and animation in addition to the audio. It was kind of like a perfect combination of the audio and the video elements to bring it to another level. So it's really a hybrid thing. Yeah. Very yeah. pleased. And I, yeah. And I like because like attention spans, kids are bombarded with stuff. So I like that it's still a book, that it's still, it's not flashy pictures and it's not, you could show this to a three-year-old and it's not going to make, make their brains go crazy like with the engagement and stuff. It's all subtle and it still it still feels very much like a book. So it's a nice yeah. comment. That's hey, great. I just realized it's digital media. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Perfect example. That's right. Uh, thinking outside the box. 
So, Terrell, what would you like to have happen next with the videos, the books, the audiobooks? Kind of what do you see as like next? Like as far as pro audio voices and digital and in general, just your audience, where would you like this to go? What would you like to see happen? So I tend to be a little bit mm, enthusiastic in what I take on. And so I have a backlog. I have like books I have finished, but haven't published yet because I, I have a lot of energy and a lot of things going on. So I've got five books in process and on these videos. So these videos right now, I have actually only uh, released to select my, my fans kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I will, I will put Brielle out soon into the general population, but I always give my subscribers and my Insta followers um, early access to all of that stuff, the audio stories and the videos. Nice. Brielle's birthday ball is actually the only one that is out there right now. I have a lovely, I have a beautiful card of the a video with the girls. So the whole, the AI widescreen picture and the girls mm-hmm. are on top. And then I have that on a postcard with the QR code that I have been greatly enjoying handing out at things. But yeah, so that's a thing. Sign up for my newsletter if you're interested in seeing the videos. And I will open up that Brielle one pretty soon, probably end of October. Yeah. Oh, and so where would our listeners go to sign up for that email Thank you, and to support you in your work? An excellent yeah. question, Becky. <laughs> Thanks. So dancestories.com, www.dancestories.com is the easiest. And then you can sign up for my newsletter. You can follow us at on Instagram. I'm there all the time at once underscore upon a dance. I'm also on most of the social media, the threads, the TikTok, the Twitter, the LinkedIn the alignable just search once on a dance and you'll probably see this great great and so you've given us one really great call to action and maybe i should stop there but i'm just gonna i'm just gonna throw it out there because i would expect that our listeners have family friends colleagues in the dance world or with kids who are in dance how could they help best help spread the word Thank you. You should go to your your local bookstore. That would be number one and ask them to order our books and they should be able to do that. We're on all the the platforms that are linked to the the bookstores. So yeah, just search Once Upon a Dance author. You have your choice of Zora Searches for a Song, A Lovely Cricket Story or Brielle's Birthday Ball that we've been talking about. It's just a fun dance party on the moon and there's unicorns and kangaroos and squirrels and cats and zombies and bats and (laughs) all the most popular things you said unicorns my grandkids would have unicorns that you got them (laughs) yeah the unicorn one is our bestseller and one of the first ones we did yeah they're all fun though they all have a lot of they're all positive messages they're all great stories in themselves with self-care is highlighted and being kind and How do you make friends and enjoy the journey, which is a book I wrote for myself. Enjoy the process because that's important and instant success wouldn't be fun because then you wouldn't have worked for it. So they all, yeah, they're all just beautiful stories. I have a couple collaborators that have helped me create some things. We also have an elephant book that's really fun. So the elephant book is a really nice place to start. A lot of the books, the elephant book and Sora both have no pronouns in the stories. So they're great mm-hmm. for classroom teachers to use in the classroom because kids can, you know, imagine themselves as either the boy or the girl. And then also the series is very diverse across the series. 
So you'll see a lot of different faces and a lot of different characteristics. And we're always trying to broaden that as well, even as we're looking at new stories. It's never highlighted. It's never mentioned. It's just a background feature. And it's very normal to have these different family structures and different kinds of people. So go to your bookstore and order one. You can also find us on Amazon or at bookshop.org. And, or even at the library, even if you ask a book uh, library to order a book, that, that is a big help. So the hardest part definitely of this journey for me is getting the word out there. People generally love them when they read them, but no one knows about them. So yeah, yeah. any help would be amazing. <laughs> yes. And so, so researches for a song, yeah, you can find that on amplifyaudiobooks.com. So yes, lots of places to find them. And they're wonderful. They are wonderful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And Jim, tell us a little bit about some of the, you and I have worked together, our companies have collaborated on some other projects for authors. Would Tell us, our, our listeners, a little bit about some of the video kind of projects for authors oh, yeah. that you like working on. Oh my goodness, yeah. It's been fun because we get to experiment with different formats. We've done some that are vertical formats where we've taken the audiobook and added some animation to it and created it in, and turned it into a and animated the text, animated the backgrounds. And then uh, there was a very cool one we did with a trailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Joseph Durrett, Fight yeah. or Flight. Fight or Flight. And that was cool. We used some stock footage and put together a very exciting little trailer for the book. So Yeah, a lot of options out there. Yeah. Plus your book, Becky, right. The Left Turn. Yeah. That's right. See, Terrell, anything else that you would like to tell our listeners about what you would like readers to take away from their experience with your books. You've already suggested some of this, so you, I don't know if there's something more, but what impact would you like to have overall with the projects that you're working on? So there are a lot of negative voices right now talking about how the ballet is toxic and that just really highlighting kind of the negativity of it. And, and for a lot of kids, there, there wasn't that negativity. And so I am really happy to promote that ballet is beautiful, that ballet is good for the soul, good for the brain, good for the body. There's so much discipline involved. There's so much that you learn, life lessons that you learn from dance. You make lifelong friends. And I think that we're losing sight of that a lot because of a few voices that are so loud and so negative about a few bad experiences. So I'm happy to be putting out a different side of that. And also just growing up in the media, ballet a lot of times was very dramatic in how they show dance and dancers and that everyone is promiscuous and has all these problems and everything like that. So I love that we have this very positive role model in Kenora and other series. We talk a lot more about dance and about having a good attitude and about her pre-professional career and things like that. So I love that we're highlighting a really positive experience for a really positive person. And I think that is something that a lot of kids would really enjoy. And so that I am very motivated and driven to get that word out in a sea of negativity, basically. Yeah, great. That's beautiful. Thank you. And is there anything like for our listeners, many of them are authors and haven't been through a process either of audiobook production or certainly of this kind of video production. Is there anything that you, that sort of stands out to you as, oh, that was a really surprising thing that I didn't expect so that, that you might like to share and on either audiobook or video process, either one? 
I mean, I think I touched on a lot of the things that I was surprised about, just how collaborative it was and working with pro audio voices. And yeah, it was, I mean, it was just a great experience being able to tweak things a little here and there. And I would imagine that's going to be even easier now with the uh, AI pickups, that if there was something that you needed to change. So that's going to be even a simpler process these days um, than when we did it even. But yeah, just how fun it was <laughs> to get those stories back. I think that was a surprising thing too, is just how nice it is to hear your story. And it's it's a little strange to hear your words reflected back in a different cadence than you've ever heard. It's actually useful. I'm going to be revising the stories, especially the ones I did a while back. So it's interesting to use that to hear like, where is there a place that maybe doesn't feel as smooth as you imagined it in your head kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's good feedback for authors to do this just for their own process as well. Great. And just remind our listeners one more time, the website, your website, where they should go to sign up. www.dancestories.com. And we also have a whole website for our Dance It Out series, the series we've mostly been talking about, the stories that you act out. And that's creativemovementstories.com. Great. And we're on Instagram at at once underscore upon a dance. Terrific. And Jim, what's the best way for people to reach you at Riverview Studios? (laughs) riverviewstudios.com there it is all right got all kinds of pictures on the website and you can connect with us and look at see the see pictures of the studio there's actually a a tour on google uh you can do a virtual tour we can literally walk through the studio and all of the rooms yeah cool and then for those who are enjoying this podcast by video we're going to include a little clip from sora searches for a song And you can see some of what we've been talking about with the frogs and the dragonflies. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Yay. So, Terrell, Jim, thank you so much for joining me. This was really fun. Thank you. Thanks. And we look forward to having you back with us next episode on Audiobook Connection. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks for joining us for Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. Please take a moment to subscribe at audiobookconnection.com. The podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. Learn more at ProAudioVoices.com. Again, thanks for being with us, and please join us next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.